welcome to Completely Fucking Clueless Podcast. My name is Audrey Flowers. And I am Sarah Liddy, and we both go by she, her pronouns. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, we do. Okay. I'm going to start this with just the tiniest disclaimer, even though it probably sounds worse to me. My allergies are so bad right now. So if I sound like a cat scratching, <laughs> a, like, you know, a board, I'm so sorry. We are also COVID tested, COVID negative. Yes, we are COVID negative. Everything is great. So happy to be happy. Everything. Everything is great. Everything is great. Just believe us, you guys. Okay, we'll stop being crazy now. Um, We probably won't. We probably won't. You guys know we're just crazy. (laughs) Perky and relatable. Okay, so before we get into our personal biz of what happened to us this week, I mean, actually, there is something kind of crazy that happened to us this week called Galinda the Good Boss. Oh, (laughs) we don't want to leave you hanging, but but first we just want to talk about the Met Gala a little bit. The Met Gala at this point will have been last Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, We're currently recording. It's Wednesday. So it happened two days ago. Yes. Have you always been a Met Gala stan? Oh, yes. As as long as I can remember, I can remember Met Gala night. Right. I feel like that tracks for you because you're like into costumes and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I would say for a long time, like I know the people that I am disappointed by every year. Yeah. And I know the people that I can expect to turn out. I know. Well, it's so funny because I feel like some people have their on year. Some people have their off years. But there's some people who always just like knock it it out of the park. Yes. Like Rihanna always does a very Uh, good job. I know. I was disappointed. She's not. I obviously she's not there because she's having her baby. But like imagine like pregnant Rihanna on the Met Gala carpet. She would have been fierce. I know. She would have been so good. And she would have done the theme. I know. Well, that's okay. So let's just get to the big controversy of it all. Like Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress. Yes. I have a couple of thoughts and feelings. So we spoke about it because there was a lot of theories going around that it would be. And I yes. saw things going towards it and things going not. And I really, I was hoping that she wouldn't just because a, on a flat level, like it's not with the theme. Um, and it bothers me. It's like, you have all the accesses in the world and you can't do the fucking theme. Right. Just particularly cause it's so off theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw like more and more like a, particularly once, she became like pushing the whole thing of like, I lost 16 pounds in three weeks to fit in this dress, not a healthy narrative to push. Like you shouldn't be changing your body to fit into any dress, even if it is Marilyn Monroe's dress. Also like the like thing of like the way that we as a society have treated Marilyn Monroe and like, that like that dress was a part of her history and that like I've seen TikToks of being like she should have been the last person to get to wear that and mm-hmm. like there's a lot of ways in which like she was a real person and we as a society have sort of like mistreated her like oh she's what's... still an object and like there's just a few layers which is like on a basic level like Kim that's not the fucking theme I know there is so much controversy around this specific outfit mm-hmm. like I, I mean, I think for many people, it's very triggering to hear that like somebody has lost such an extreme amount of weight in such a short amount of time. And like, that's just not healthy. I'm sorry. The not. amount of weight she lost in that amount of time is not a healthy amount of weight. to lose. It's not. I mean, on the carpet, she was telling people and look, do I commend her for being honest about it? Yes, because I think it would have said an even worse narrative, like not being honest about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could tell she looked very thin yeah you know so in my mind I'm like if you weren't being honest about it that again would promote I mean she's still promoting bad beauty standards but like at least she's making it known in a way I know but like the fact that it's like well if Kim Kardashian can lose 16 pounds in three weeks how come I haven't been able to lose x y and z yeah actually a podcaster made a joke about it and was like I want to know how to lose 16 pounds in three weeks but like she literally said on the carpet to people like she interviewed did the Vogue live and was like basically admitting that she hadn't eaten yeah also like it is her job to do that. Most people cannot do that because they don't have the money, the means right. or the time to like 
to able to do that, like as much as I don't think it's healthy to do that takes a lot of time and commitment right. and resources. Like she was like working out twice a day in sauna suits. Like she had a chef that was cooking. Like, you yeah. know, that's not something that the average person can just get. That's not even something the above average person no, can exactly. get. No, exactly. It's a very, very privileged setting. And I think it's even crazier that sh- the dress itself, like the actual artifact dress, she only wore it on the carpet. Yeah. Like only wore it on the carpet that's crazy yeah but i like get why i mean like no no i no, not i think it's good that she didn't wear it inside because again it's an artifact like getting food anything and she did say that respectfully she was like i would never eat it and stuff but i think to go through all the things that you know just for what 10 minutes 15 minutes but i guess that's her job yeah but also it's not on theme it's not on it's not even a little and it would have been so i that's the thing is like i think in so many other themes it would have worked and i think it would have been a really cool thing to do particularly with the way she is also perceived by like media and society but it just wasn't at all the theme right i heard someone say this and i a thousand percent agree it's like almost she had made up her mind without even hearing the theme she's like i'm gonna do this iconic thing but i agree with you it would have been so much more impactful if the theme actually had to do With the times that Marilyn was alive. She wanted to wear that dress. Yeah. And she wanted to have her JFK Marilyn Monroe moment. And, and she did. And she did. There there was Pete in the back with the sunglasses on. <laughs> Fucking Pete. Fucking Pete. <laughs> but you know what? I do think their relationship seems a little cute. They, I agree. I like love it. I love yeah. watching it. It's odd. It but. is odd. On the Vogue like live interview, she was talking with the woman Lala who was doing interviews. And she was like, doesn't look like Pete looks so handsome. And I was like, this is so weird. Just because I'm so used to like Kim and Kanye, you yes. know. Anyways, let's move on to some other people. So we have Blake Lively. Did you see this fit? I did. I and the again, she's one of the people who I always know. She turns she out. does. She does show out. And I know she's never gonna be disappointed. And I also always love seeing the photos of Ryan Reynolds being like flabbergasted by his wife. Oh my gosh. When she so she made so she started out like looking, we're looking at a specific picture. She has like gloves on it was and like stuff. Copper. Yes. And then she transformed. And, and, and so many, uh, what I loved about her dress was so many different pieces of it had to do with New York architecture yes. and stuff like that. The moment that she was like unveiling the rest of the dress, Ryan Reynolds is standing there like, wow. And like all these people are screaming and he's just clapping. And I was like, that is a type of partner I want who's going to stand to the side and let me be my star. Yes. And like, I just think like she again she did have so many tie-ins like I think it was Ugh. beautiful how like it, like it's the copper color of like natural copper but then like turned into the color of like how copper like rusts yes. I think would be over yes, time. Yes that's and, what like, she was talking about. Yeah like just so Ugh. she is so, so beautiful. That's the thing it's like her things are always so stylistically her but also always fit with the theme yes. and that's what I think is the most impressive to do Ugh. is when it's still you but it's on theme. This is it's iconic. Okay, so let's talk about the Euphoria girlies. Did you see the? Are, yeah, I mean, I was just about to ask you if you watched Euphoria. We spoke about it multiple times. I, I'm just being silly, guys. I have such bad fog brain from my allergies. The Euphoria girlies. So Sydney Sweeney was there, and Maud was there. Yes, they're they were okay. I don't think they were groundbreaking, but I no. I liked Maud again. I thought it was her, and it was Ugh. at least like. It worked in the world. Yes, it and does. like I felt her. Like she wasn't going to wear something insane. Yes, I I agree. I like I the hair, everything. It seems so like elegant and classy. Yes. Sydney Sweeney. I only saw. I know that there was like two parts to her look, and I only saw oh. the second part where it was short. But apparently there oh. was 
I believe. Oh, Sydney Sweeney's. Sydney Sweeney's. Yes, yes, I yes. saw the longer look too. She was with I Tori Burke. I really saw the shorter one, mm. um, which I liked, but I honestly, I'd never, it was all white. And so like, at least the photos I saw, I wasn't able to see enough detail to really get like yeah. a clear idea of what was really happening. You know what I need to figure out is a lot of people wore like white and like wedding dress-esque things. Yeah. Was I, I heard that the wedding dress wasn't even like the idea of white and what like wasn't even originated in America. I don't think it was. I think it started in England with basically like weddings where you being able to show off how much money you had and a keeping a dress white and having white fabric was so impractical back then yeah. that if you were able to ball hard and buy a dress that was ju- all white and then be able to keep it white like that was a sign of wealth that started with I believe one of the queens of England I might be wrong yes wait yes yeah. you are right uh, somebody was talking about it you are right yes okay wait, wait wait Vanessa Hudgens I thought she she looked iconic she looked so hot. I didn't love the hair with the look mm. there was a lot of people who did hair that I like wasn't was, I didn't yeah. feel like like it was fine it just wasn't great I I just love it. We're looking yes. at this specific photo where she's like drama, like the drama of her, like throwing the dress yes. in the air. She looks like a butterfly almost. I love that. Um, okay. What else do we got here? Um, Sarah Jessica Parker looks like a crazy person. Every single year, her looks are so different. But at the same time, if I squint and I'm this far away, they all look the same somehow. <laughs> yes. And I don't know so how. Like, I think it's the headpieces. I feel like she's done a headpiece before. Yeah, she definitely has. This, I saw that and I was this, like, okay, <laughs> this is controversial. We haven't even said her name. Kylie, Kylie Jenner's off-white outfit. I hated it. I thought it was awful. I, hate, I thought every I, layer was bad. Okay. I hate it as well. After seeing that this was the dress that Virgil and her were working on. Do you know, you know, Virgil off-white I, Louis Vuitton? Yeah. And, and he, he passed died, away. Yeah. I know. So now I feel bad for hating it. But like I hate it. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> and and um, people were like, oh, she just looks like so happy. Like she's having fun. She looks youthful. I'm like, no, she doesn't. She's giving a stank face in every single paparazzi yeah. photo that you see of her. Also, it just looks confused. Like it looks like, you know, those apps where you like pick out people's like, <laughs> like these games where you like design outfits yes! and compete. It That's looks it like looks one like. of those. Or like, do you remember the Webkins like fashion game? Yes. <laughs> it looks, looks like, like that. that. Like let's throw a baseball cap, a wedding dress and yeah. one other random thing in there. Yeah. I mean like, okay, so now let's get to the Kardashians in general. They all went to the Met Gala for the first time. Like this is the first time that they were all there. So we already did Kim and Kylie. What did you think of Kendall and Prada? Did you see her look? I did see her look. I, it, it was, again, I think the only year that I've been, like, impressed. Oh, no, actually, I kind of liked what she did um, last, last year. Yeah, people and loved I, that look. I liked what she did for... Um, I loved when her and Kylie did that one look. Yes, yes. for... Um, camp. camp. Camp, camp, camp. I wanted to say clown, and I was like, I oh, know that's not right. Not clowns. Um, I... I wasn't impressed. Yeah. By any means. Yeah. Chloe just looks okay. And Courtney. Chloe looks beautiful. Chlo- like it's. Yeah. The gloves are kind of the only thing that bring it into the theme. But like right. I get why like all like again something else that I saw was like all the rest of them. This was sort of her first like high right. end event. And right. all the rest of them go to them. So like they could afford to make risks. Whereas mm-hmm. like she. Yes. I had heard yeah. that too. That she. And also she ha- apparently has a lot of. Well if you watch the Hulu show right now. She talks a lot about having like anxiety from like what people are going to write about her. Yeah. Because unfortunately the world has been so rude to her. Yeah. Um, the rest and- of them. I, I think uh, Courtney looks like a mess. Courtney looks like a mess. And apparently on this live she was just like so. You know, Courtney, she's so, like, rude and, like, I don't care about anything. And, like, apparently she was, like, so, like, the, somebody asked her and was, like, so, like, are you excited? And she's, like, yeah, like, I 
gas. Like, I don't even know what to think. Like, she was just like, so I saw, I don't believe this, but I saw a conspiracy theory that, (laughs) that Kim Kardashian and possibly Chris, again, this is very much a joke and a conspiracy, but that they had leaked again, this is getting into a thing we're going to talk about later, but they had leaked the, um, like draft of the Supreme court deciding to overrule Roe v. Wade, uh, because all of the sisters' outfits were so bad, and she wanted the rest to okay. focus on something else. That is honestly funny. <laughs> Even though the the thi- the the actual yes, court we're going to get to that later. We're going to get to that about that. But that isn't that hilarious? That's actually, like, is that would so be something they would do. I know. <laughs> That is honestly <laughs> The devil works hard, but Chris Jenner, Jenner works, works harder. Per okay, Cardi B, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I like it. I think again, like it's not just basic. Yeah, there's so many people who just wear a pretty dress, and it's like you can wear that to any other event. But like, if you don't want to do the theme, don't go. You don't have to go. I know. Like, I think something that bothered me is I saw Amy Schumer's outfit, and a I didn't like it, but b she is so many times shit talked to the Met gala and to go back and to like girl no i know she looked like very kim kardashian she also kind of looked like she was going to a funeral (laughs) Haley baldwin again she's pretty yeah i don't know if i love the tight yeah i just yeah yeah again nothing you have so many resources do something like this is the (gasps) event to do something okay we're gonna end on this one because it's iconic okay yes lizzo with her freaking flute apparently that flute is like fifty thousand dollars yeah no it's like the most can be really expensive yeah apparently it's like the most expensive flute in the world or some shit like that i love i saw a video of her just like walking down the carpet like very casual not in the super well-lit area just playing her flute and i was like that's so funny i just love that she took out her flute like that is artistic to me yeah like the thing about it is look celebrities they're cool it's cool to see their fashion but seeing artists like lizzo or lady gaga like it is a performance for them yes. and that's what makes it so cool well, that's the thing so many of them have good style but there's nothing personal about it so it's not that they have good style it's that they have money and stylists who dress them in good things but they do not have a style yeah. like that's one of the things it's like i didn't super like billy eilish's dress wasn't super my thing oh, but yeah, i do I think it was really on theme it and was. it was also very billy i on yes i thought so the same I thing i liked it for that reason i liked it yeah i honestly it gave me like bridgerton vibes in a way yes like i and it was still just so billy yeah i love I on I loved it for her. Like I loved yes. the way that she was wearing the dress. She was posing in it. Yes. Like she was feeling uh, herself. She was feeling herself. And yeah, I know. I I liked. And I think because it was so hard, and, and she really yes. took it on in that way. Like I liked it a lot. Yes. Like I. It's oh. not something I would want to wear, but I loved it. That for her. another look that wasn't on the Vogue list that I was just on. Did you see Gigi Hadid's look? Was that the red one? The red with like the really big coat. Hold on. Let me bring it up. Yeah. I actually kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. I, I, again, I thought it was really cool. I like part of it is I want to do more research to be like, is there a story to how it relates to the theme? Got it. But I think just like, because more and more like, um, so often they're dressed by like a brand, a brand exclusivity. The brands are more focused on showing off their latest product yes. than necessarily fitting the theme. Like that's the thing. If I ever go, I very much something that. Hey, I would love to go. I probably won't, but if I ever go, if to I ever the go Gala, like, I, I will be. I something dead. that really matters is I only want to go if I'm doing the theme. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go and half acid. I don't want to go and go in just a nice dress. You could I want never to half be acid. on theme. You, Thank you, your personality could never. I yeah. would probably have acid. 
um, but your <laughs> yours could never. And the thing is also, yeah, something I learned this year, which I didn't really understand in past years, is that because these designers are paying for these celebrities to go yes. and are styling them, they don't have that much say in what they're no. wearing. Well, that's the thing. is like um, Kristen Stewart, like she has an exclusive contract with Chanel. With Chanel. And so like she's always in like kind of the same thing and it's because she can only wear Chanel. And like she always looks good, but it's just it's the same silhouette I've seen her wear 400 times. Right. Oh, one day we'll be at the Met Gala. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just they need I'm to do, camp do it. Again. I want to go full psycho. Yeah. I know. Some people are like, I don't like costumes, but like that's isn't what that, what that is. is. If you don't like costumes, don't go to the Met Gala. I know. I really actually, I was uh, looking on TikTok and saw like, I, I think they must have invited influencers to like go yes, in. they brought more and more. And get people yeah. to like, you know, showcase the actual exhibit. It looks yes. So cool, and it looks so much better than their last America in Lexicon one. Because mm. I went to that, and it was like in the basement of the Met, and it was all <laughs> like squeezed together. And I have mm. been going to these exhibits since like it's I like, was in high school. I've never gone to go to any of the exhibits. No way! Yeah. Oh my god, it's like one of my favorite times of year. And usually, I've gone a lot of times with my friend Liz. Mm. Hey, Liz, it's real. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. If you're listening, the exhibits have always been so extravagant, yeah. so incredible. And then last year, and I know COVID was a bust so I understand but literally we were all like scullies together in the basement of the Met I was like this is not it but this current exhibit looks incredible and I'm so excited to go we've got to go yes we do I love the Met I'm excited also because it's springtime and at the Met they have a gorgeous rooftop that I'm hoping they'll open up oh my god that's the thing is most of the times I went to the Met I was in like high school or younger so like and I was with my family right oh my gosh the rooftop at the Met is like one of my favorite views because you're looking over Central Park I just love the Met area it's so just like Upper East Sider XOXO (laughs) gossip girl I just love it it's so good it's so good but yes that's our little Met gala recap but we also have something another exciting thing to recap (gasps) yes Glinda the good boss Glinda the good boss it's not actually galinda it's glinda i'm wrong galinda glinda it's glinda glinda okay (laughs) y'all this is how you know we're empty literally we went on the coolest party bus ever on saturday i have never been on a party bus and i'm also saying there's no way it could have all been legal i'm like it is it was a thousand percent not legal but you know what i i don't care because it was one of the best nights i've had in like such a long time it truly was so so fun we literally want to at some point yes. we want to get a giant banner for completely fucking clueless and again there was like a roof you could sit on like it was yes. not like an actual so, roof that was meant to have people on. yeah it. let's break down the actual yeah. party bus itself so the bus is just gay right like yes. the bus is it's gay it's so colorful so much random shit inside and we didn't even spend much time inside but no, there was we spent, so much happening inside we spent zero to yes the bus inside there's so much shit and so we immediately get on and she like opens up the roof. So, you know, it's a school bus. It's, it's, a, yeah, school it's a small bus. school bus. And you know how like if you're everybody. Like the escape hatch. Yes. Put your imaginary cap, like imagine <laughs> caps on. So there's the escape hatch. And so she has a ladder that. Keep in mind, this ladder is not attached to anything. Not- it is just a wood ladder <laughs> that is just hanging out there, like very much moves around. It's not so stabilized scary. or attached to a single thing (laughs) so you go up the ladder Mm -hmm. and then on the actual bus it's almost like a patio like in a way but like it basically has like a little bit thicker than like string it has some random like strings and ribbon going out like the perimeter meaning like if i hit that with any 
literally any, any amount force, of force. Any force, you're gone. I, yeah, I would be full. And we were on top of, we were high up. Like, we were pretty dang close to touching, like, some traffic lights. Yeah, like, I got hit by a couple of trees. I got hit by a couple of trees, yes. too. We were sitting next to yeah. each other. <laughs> Luckily, though, like, so you did, like, you could put your feet in, yes. the, in the little so that made us feel a little more hole. I would say we were also drinking. <laughs> yes. You know, lots of good decisions. Um, But the drinker we got, the more, like, I'd say in the beginning, we all had our legs crammed yes. down. And, and then, then by the end, we were all like, it was and uh, just like it's so iconic we'll make sure that we put some sort of video footage on our instagram which you should go follow which is at completely fucking clueless on instagram it was just so cool because you're riding on top of this bus we're blasting music everybody on the streets is like screaming at you taking pictures i was expecting everyone to hate us like i assumed they were going to there was people straight up who were like going to their windows opening their windows to shout out to us being like oh my god have the most fun like i'm convinced that woman who like i assume she rides that bus on a pretty similar route she must have made friends because like we didn't really get heckled. Like we no. had like one sort of negative interaction yes, with one dude did. who tried to climb, climb on top the bus. of the bus. I was like, uh, I was like, sir, please stop. Also, we're literally getting off in 30 seconds. So no, but people were like, it's just like a funny looking bus. And like, people were so nice to us. We went through Times Square and <laughs> that was the peak of my life. Oh yeah. And it was the in peak. traffic. By that point, we were all kind of drunk <laughs> and everybody were like blasting new york state of mind oh yeah all and the cliche things all the tourists are like taking photos i'm like oh, i yeah. am a kardashian like yes. watch out world we felt famous it was so much fun and then after we went to like this rooftop bar yes and then some of us went out after i admittedly we started at like five we did start very early i really thought i'd made it till minimum 11 I had already decided to go home at 10 p.m. And like I I didn't forget that because of like blacking out or anything near that. I remember the night with perfect clarity. I just I don't know. In my memory, just it's we've been going for a while. So I assumed it was at least past 11. No. Yeah. I mean, at the right after you left and when I texted you and was like, hey, where are you? And you said you were home <laughs> like somebody there had asked me like, hey, do you think you're going to go after this? And I was like already I was kind of like winding yeah. down. So I was like, I think I'll be good. But then there happened to be like a club in the same place that we were at. And we all went there for a little bit. And then we went to this gay bar called Industry. And I literally was so funny. My friend Steph was staying with me that weekend. And we were both like, oh, it's so it's going to start early. We'll be in bed by midnight. Like, no problem. (laughs) And we stroll into my house at 3 a.m. And I'm like, I would say I was the only person the next morning not hungover at all. I felt great. And, you know, I still accomplished a lot. I had so much fun. I took some cute photos. I made out with a random girl. (laughs) Roxy. Um, Roxy. Yeah. So I had a very I had a very accomplished night. I woke up the next morning and I felt great. A very successful night yeah making out with anybody is a success (laughs) yeah hi mom (laughs) i can't wait for you to text me about this (laughs) yay Uh, the the joy of sharing your life on a podcast oh yeah but anyway we want to rent the bus at some point if you if you want to help support that yeah demo us we can start a gofundme maybe Um, i should start a gofemi yeah so we want to rent out this bus get a giant banner on both sides that says like listen to completely fucking this on spotify and apple scan code yes a qr code and we want to get like a bullhorn and just like drive down manhattan and be like listen to because we had a couple of friends who like jokingly throughout they were like shouting at strangers like listen to completely fucking clueless on podcast I know I I was like screaming it too and then I was like I can't scream anymore (laughs) that's the thing is uh by the time I was like oh we should like scream it in Times Square but then we were blasting music and I was like this doesn't make sense but next time we'll get a bullhorn a big bullhorn yes and we'll still get drunk on the top we'll make all of our friends wear pink and yellow yeah and they all have to shout it has to be in theme yeah obviously 
obviously. Yes. Again, this is why I saw someone who uh, on TikTok was like, clearly none of these celebrities have ever been to a themed frat party because they don't know how to show up with the theme. And I was like, <laughs> wait, that is such a good yes. meme. And our MT parties were definitely themed and like a thousand percent. You like you show how up embarrassing for you to not show up in theme. Like that's honestly the biggest thing for Kim. I was like, girl. You have all the money in the world and you couldn't even wear a dress on theme. Like, oh, embarrassing. Wait, you know what I'm thinking about right now is when we went to this party that was like a more like rural cowboy themed at like, yes, somebody's house. Um, (laughs) Is this our freshman year? Yes, our freshman year. I was one of the people planning this. Yes. Hold down, throw down, baby. Hold down, throw down. And then there was a Greek party somewhere else that we were going to later. And literally we made a full ass costume change because we were like, we're not showing up in like cowboy attire at the Greek place. Oh my God. That was a very odd, but very fun weekend. Yes. (laughs) So we highly recommend Glinda the Good Bus. This is not sponsored in any way. We were just like, literally we had the best time. It was the coolest way to see New York and And having a good time. And so memorable. And like, so like 20s and dumb, but like, being in your 20s is getting to do dumb shit. Yes. Honestly, uh, highly recommend. Could not recommend yes. anymore. But did you have anything else go on this week that we need to discuss? I know that I really didn't. Those were my two highlights. Yeah, honestly, we've just been busy with podcast oh, stuff. Busy. Like not, very oh, exciting. In a bad yeah, way. Yeah, like very exciting. Just very busy. Yeah. It's exciting. It's a little nerve wracking. Actually, this is going to lead into my clueless moment. So I'll just go go for it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I only have, again, uh, not again. Well, yes, again, because last week I only had one. I only have one coolest moment this week. But as we just said, we've been having stuff ramp up for the podcast, which has been the coolest thing ever. I'm crazy. I still can't believe people want to listen to I, what we have to say. I'm just like so like taken aback with so much like joy and like gratefulness. Yes. Because... I've wanted something like this to happen and sure it's still very in the early stages and whatever we're still a little baby we're still a baby it's not like we're like you know gonna be the next like call our daddy anytime soon maybe one day anyways <laughs> but something that I've been so clueless about is actually like imposter syndrome that yeah, word that I it was like a week and a half ago that hit hard yes so basically that word has been or that phrase that you know has term. that term that's the word I'm looking for has been thrown around by a lot of people before like I've heard a lot of people say it but personally like even when I looked up the definition like never truly understood what imposter syndrome meant and part of me still doesn't understand it but I understand it a lot more after the last week. You know, we've started being reached out to by people. We've started booking interviews and like really solidifying that, you know, this is more than just something that we're doing for funsies. Yeah. And and that's, I think, what we both wanted. Yes. And so that's great in that way. But in another way, I am feeling very like I have no idea what this industry is about. I have no, like, is the hat going to drop? Yes. I keep waiting for the other shoe oh, to drop to be like, oh, we've tricked them. I keep saying the other hat to drop. I know. Why the fuck do I keep saying that? I have used this term so many times. <laughs> But yeah, I think, uh, yes, like you just said, I think I'm constantly like something's going to fall. Something's yes. going to happen. Like this is not actually they're gonna happening. They're going to find me out. Right. Like they're going to see like I, I, I'm nothing special or I'm nothing like crazy. And so that's just been kind of like jarring to deal with because yeah. in theater, sure, sometimes you may feel like. Actually, no, like there's never been in time in, in my theater career where I was like, oh, you're going to find me out. 
Oh, I have felt like that for a while. I like I was I went to an arts high school, but like very much like I was a lot of people coming into like music theater programs, like they're the big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. Like I was the small fish in a medium sized pond. Like no one (laughs) people were very surprised when I got into a good school for music theater. I was not supposed to do well. Rude. And so I literally like I mostly meant this in a joking way. I feel like I've told this to you before. But I, so I changed my name and like applied to college under a nickname and then I legally changed it while in college. But there was a part of me that like mostly jokingly, but a little percent I believed at freshman year thought that somehow with all the name stuff, they got me confused with someone else and accidentally let me in. And like Kathy, like called everyone to let them know you were in, like it's a small program. And there was a little part of me that was like, what if with all the name stuff, they got me confused with someone else and they accidentally let me in? I never knew this about you. Really? That is so interesting. <laughs> and like, I didn't fully believe it, like by any means, but yeah. like I joked about it a lot because there's a little part of me being like, I don't belong here. They're mm. going to find me out. Like that's part of the reason why I did so much stuff for our class was because I didn't feel like I deserved my spot there as much as everyone else. No and so I did so much of that to sort of like try and feel like I, I, I earned my place. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I couldn't imagine, like, what I'm feeling right now, I couldn't imagine feeling that, like, all of college, especially when it's so, it was everything we're doing. Yeah. 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 That's tough. Feel that. Feel that. Feel that. But, yeah. So, imposter syndrome. It's, it's been something that we're dealing with that, I mean, I feel, again, very grateful that this is something that's happening. And it's just scary. I think for a while, there's just, like, my life had been really difficult with my mental health and the pandemic. And as my life has blossomed to, to be something that I'm like so happy with, I think I get scared of like that. Succeeding is scary because then is. you have something to lose. If you're like, if you're already at the bottom, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where everything goes. And thank you guys again. Yeah. For always supporting. L- truly. It is flabbergasting to me. I look at our like numbers and whatnot and statistics a lot. And like, there's like two listeners there's two people who have listened to like i can see all the different countries that have listened to the podcast and there's two people from saudi arabia who have listened to the podcast and i'm just like i have no idea what we have to offer to these people but it it means so much that like people can find comfort or advice or yes anything i think we have our authenticity and our messiness we a messy messy girl mushy mushy okay so do you have any clueless moments this week so my clueless moment for the week isn't really gonna be a clueless moment in the way we've developed instead like we we touched on it very very briefly earlier but about um the leaked decision that came out of the supreme court on monday and before we even at all get into it like I want to acknowledge like I am coming from a place of deep privilege on a variety of levels. A, I'm I'm in a state that is it's not going to be banned. I, I I'm it will not on a practical daily basis affect me and I'm deeply privileged to say that and even more so I'm deeply privileged to be able to say like if I was in a state where it did get banned the odds are I would be able to still get access yes. to a safe abortion like and it's really scary um not even just as far as abortion rights but like the basis that it's built on is this sort of uh, fundamental right to privacy and it is tied in and, and they basically this statement that again it hasn't been fully released yet like there is a chance someone could change their mind it's highly highly unlikely but this is a draft from February it hasn't been officially announced but what it can mean for like it's that amendment that they were able to base the original Roe v. Wade decision on also ties into like LGBTQ rights like so many other things that are based on that aspect of privacy being a right. Yeah. And it's 
scary that like I definitely I I knew it was a possibility but I didn't really think overturning Roe v. Wade at this point it's been 50 years I didn't think it was gonna be overturned and like as much as I knew that I couldn't trust like I in all of their interviews of the recent justices that have been confirmed that are more conservative they all said like it's been a standing thing a precedent for 50 years like I'm not gonna change the precedent but it's it's really scary for what it could mean for other things particularly considering 80 percent of the country rec- uh, support the right to abortion um, and it's not going to change people having abortions is going to change people's access to safe abortions yeah I know. I think, you know, I will, like, I think it is just, like, so sad that our country has, I mean, especially with this, has aborted people that are, like, deciding this, and they can't even fucking get pregnant. No. um, They have no idea. Well, and then, just like you said, like, Oh, oh, you know what? I saw a TikTok post today. Not a TikTok post. I saw an Instagram, like uh, something in somebody's story. And this spoke so true. Like, where are all the men that have been like, their lives have been quote unquote saved or better off because a woman decided to get an abortion? Or like all the money that something, somebody paid off somebody so they didn't have to quote unquote deal with it. That's the thing. It's like just still the responsibility so much. Like if men really don't, like they really do still have an out in all of this they do they will always have an out yes, in a way that women do not do not and like here's the thing all the people who decided that on the supreme court them and all the people that they care about in their lives are still going to have access to abortions they're well enough off and well connected enough that if they or their family members or children want an abortion they could get a safe one exactly and it's like just it's heartbreaking and scary and sad on so many levels I'm I'm a person who's always been like very involved in politics and it just like it is scary and sad and like again this is coming from a place of deep privilege where like it yeah. is not going to practically affect me. right yes I know I feel like that has to be acknowledged that like I will not be affected as some other people but it's it's 20 states that yes, are primed exactly. to immediately overturn it which is a lot of fucking that's almost people. half the country which is ugh, I, especially yeah. considering 80% of the country supports the right to abortion. And I don't think that people talk about this aspect of abortion a lot, but this is what sometimes goes through my head. And maybe it's from my mom being uh, a social worker and in therapy like work. I just think about all like the children that are going to be born that, you know, to parents that are maybe not ready or to somebody that's not ready or to, to just, terrible situations and with Roe v. Wade they actually saw like about 20 years after it took effect they saw a huge decrease in crime because all these people who were not prepared to did not have like did not want to did not have the capacity did not have the means to take care of children yeah had an option to not get it like do you want to know it's a crazy fact that I like I heard I was catching up with the news this morning what Roe v. Wade happened before women got the right to open a credit card without a man's like assistant or permission hmm. This is going to be, wow, this is going to be so weird to transition from I know. this into the interview that I know comes after this. Uh, We've already recorded the interview, so that's going to be a hard right turn for you It will y'all. be a hard right turn, but we wanted to make sure that we address this because it's important to us. And it didn't feel right not to. Yeah, and I think, yeah, just what you said, it didn't feel right not to. Yeah. So we're sending love out to, to everyone who is struggling and scared in all of this mm-hmm. and to all the people who will be affected and maybe could be affected by the future implications of this. Yes.
This week, we are so excited to welcome Audrey Trulinger to the podcast. Audrey was born and raised in the suburbs of Philly, where she spent much of her youth on stage performing. While earning her Bachelor of Fine Arts in Music Theater at Elon University, Audrey began her career in influencing. Over the years, Audrey has gained over 30,000 YouTube subscribers, 78,000 Instagram followers, and 1.4 million TikTok followers. Audrey's gearing up to graduate from Elon in a couple of weeks, and we thought it would be the perfect time to sit down with someone on the cusp of entering the real world. So let's get to our chat with Audrey. Okay, everyone, we are so excited to be here with Audrey Trulinger. Hi, Yes, say hello. (laughs) We went to school with her. She's still at Elon, almost getting out of there with graduation very soon. How many days is it now? Yeah. (laughs) May 20th. So it is currently May 4th, and I will be out of here in 16 days. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is so soon. Congrats. I know. It's crazy. Thanks. Yeah. How are you feeling? I have mixed emotions because I'm really excited to be done yeah. Um, but I also think that we got robbed of a lot of our time here at Elon. So that's very upsetting. But at the end of the day, I'm really excited for what's to come. I'm not too stuck in college and thinking that I'm going to miss it so much. I think I'll miss it a lot, but I think that there's mm-hmm. also so much to look forward to. So it's bittersweet. That's yeah. How yeah. I yeah. think that's natural. How do you feel like the pandemic, like, uh, I mean, obviously we know how it affected your education. Just so everybody listening knows, we all um, got, or Audrey's about to get officially her BFA in music theater from Elon. We received ours last year. And so that BFA, (laughs) I know, it's so crazy once you have it, you're like, wow, it's just this stinking piece of paper. I know, right? I'm like, oh, I have a BFA. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I, like, I don't feel like I got a degree. I don't feel like I am qualified to say like, yeah, I have a BFA in music. It's theater. so crazy. But apparently I am. <laughs> I know. And I yeah. mean, obviously we know our education was so affected, but maybe socially, how do you feel like your time at Elon was, you know, impacted by everything that's happened? I mean, uh, massively, I know. Oh my God. I mean, I remember when it was just like, I was you were always like the MT party girl. <laughs> and I, so then I took that on and I was like, yes, well, I'm gonna be the MT party girl to the extreme. Period. And, which was amazing. It was wonderful. It was so fun. And then sophomore year, the pandemic hit. So that was simply not a thing anymore. I was no right. longer the MT party girl. I was simply Audrey sitting in her room making TikToks. Um, <laughs> and then it was that really until halfway through my junior year so basically for an entire year socially we didn't really have much but what I will say is I think that it fostered stronger relationships not more relationships but stronger relationships so when we would have a get together it would only be like eight of us so then instead of being in a crowded frat party where you can't talk to anybody you actually had to have conversations with people and get to know people so it actually fostered a lot better friendships and I think I'm leaving Elon like with 
more friendships than I think I would have, or at least stronger friendships than I would have, if that makes yeah. sense. Because we didn't have huge parties for like a year. So we just would have small get-togethers and just drinking wine, little wine Wednesdays. Yep. We did so many little wine nights where we would have masks on. So we'd have like a straw that we would feed <laughs> our mask and we'd be drinking wine through like a plastic straw. Literally. I know. It felt very elegant. Elegant. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if it's in a glass, it's class. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Maybe I should be a poet. You should. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that it definitely, at the end of the day, fostered, you know, some stronger friendships than it did more friendships. But then I guess towards the end of junior year, I guess, you know, last summer when things started to like open up and then it was like all of a sudden New York was open. Yeah. Do you remember that? And it was yes. like New York was like open for a hot second. And I would go to New York with my friends because since I'm from Philly, I would be able to go. And that really got me excited for post-grad because I got Mm -hmm. to spend a lot of the time in the city last summer. And that got me really excited because I was just like, oh, my God, I want to live here. I want to be a content creator. I want to take Instagram pictures. Oh, my God, I love it so much. (laughs) New York knew me. Like, I was so excited. Um, Yes. And that makes me really excited because I know how much fun I had there last summer. So I'm like, wow, I'm going to live there. That's crazy. But yes. When are you thinking of moving? I don't know because the thing is, is I'm kind of like, do I even have to be there yet? Because obviously, Mm -hmm, so I did get an agent from the casting director series, but I haven't gotten any in-person callbacks yet. So it's kind of just like, do I need to be in the city? Like, technically, no. Do I need to be paying rent? Technically, no. Do I want to be in the city? Yes. Do I want to pay rent? Not really, but (laughs) I digress. No, the rent here is so expensive. It really is. And it's only climbing right now, which is unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) horrible so it is yeah I'm not really sure I'm thinking mid-July is what I would say so I'll be home give yourself some time and do you like being at home do you like being in Philly like do you have a lot of close friends there or are you just like eh about it 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 was a great place to grow up I do Mm -hmm. love being there because I have some of my closest friends at home but yeah, I'm just kind of ready to like move out, if that makes I sense. Guess. Like the family drama, I'm like, I'm done with this. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I just like, I'll be in my separate space and we won't have any drama. So that's really the only thing that I'm just like, mm, I'm good. I'm good. No, I don't need that. But yeah, I enjoy living at home. I love my family. I love being with them, but I don't think that I need to live with them. <laughs> Right. Um, it's hard after being in college and living on your own to go back and live with parents. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, and that's what I did basically all summer last year. Right. So, and it was always so nice when I got to like be like, oh, I'm going away for the weekend. <laughs> so, and it's great because even though if I'm going to move to like, not if, when I move to New York, it'll be fine because... My mom and my brother can come see me whenever they want. It's an hour train ride. It's not long at all. It's not far. So, yeah, whenever I move out, it'll be fine. But I do enjoy being home because I get to go down the shore, um, at least in the summer I do, and I get to see a lot of my close friends. So I do enjoy being in Philly, but... You know, I don't have a desire to stay there longer than I need to. Yeah, that's, yeah, I understand that. As somebody who lives at home with their parents, 
and I, I say this on the podcast regularly, that they have done such a great job with handling post-grad me. They really do not care what I do. I mean, to a certain point, but <laughs> um, there is some freedoms that you're like, oh, if I lived on my own, I, ha- I would have to do X, Y, Z or mm-hmm. that. So I can totally understand why you're like ready to pack it up totally and i mean there are so many benefits to living at home right it's the rent thing for me oh totally and if and that's the thing i think that for some people it is absolutely wonderful and completely the right thing and i think for me i i could like if i like i could tolerate living at home yeah that's (laughs) that's what it would be i would be tolerating it but i do like having my own space and like Mm -hmm. not having my mom being like so what are you doing tonight why are you going into the city tonight i don't want you going into the city tonight i'm like i'm 22 years old i'm going into the city like leave me alone and yeah so that's kind of the stuff that I would deal with if I lived at, at home. So, yeah. I mean, for some people, it is absolutely wonderful and amazing. And mm-hmm. for others, it's just you got to get out of there. So, yeah. But I'm glad to hear that it's good for you. Last summer, I was not supposed to move, I think, until August, I think I had planned. And yeah. I ended up moving into my current apartment uh, June 28th. So much <laughs> sooner than August. You were like, goodbye. <laughs> Adios. I, I literally helped my parents pack up and move like the first two weeks that I did after post-grad and then I think I was home for a week before I was like so I'm gonna go look at apartments in New York and then a week later I moved I was like I love you all but I gotta get out of here so funny but no but that's the thing like I absolutely love my family love 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 being with them but I also love being with my friends and being independent so completely yeah I get that that's the part that currently in my post-grad life I'm lacking right now is that like independence and really taking ownership of your life I mean there's other things that I'm thriving in which is incredible but you know you can't do it all and that is okay is what I'm learning (laughs) there is a downside I have to pay electric bills now so yes don't enjoy that I just live here basically anyway I'm here all the time (laughs) doing podcast stuff so I think you've been here like three out of the last four days Sarah has been here (laughs) (laughs) but see that's so nice though like that's kind of the like perfect setup is like when you have your best friend and can just stay with them and that's just amazing yeah it's been pretty yeah. great it's been pretty great so you mentioned that you got an agent from the casting series congratulations Thank and you. so how has that been for you um you know trans now transforming to like i am getting an education in music theater and acting to like i am going into the professional world post-grad it's crazy to be honest yeah. with you right now I just feel like I have one foot in New York and one foot in North Carolina and mm. I'm really really not necessarily struggling with it but it's overwhelming because I have all of my responsibilities here but then I have three self tapes to submit by two days from now and oh then gosh. I'm just scrambling around trying to do my best and not disappoint my agent, but also trying to make the most of the rest of my time here at school. So it's a lot. It's been a lot because no one ever actually tells you how much you are submitting. No one tells, Mm -hmm. like I had no idea that I would be submitting at least three to five, like at least three to five a week which is yeah. absurd and I don't know if that's just I don't know if that's just me I have no if that's just my agent or 
because I'm so new to it, so they're kind of just spreading my wings really wide, and then we're gonna rein it in later on, but I had no idea that it was that much, so they were not kidding when they said, your job as an actor is to audition, because a thousand that's percent. my job. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. They're really not kidding. No. And you think with all the auditions you've done at school that you'd be used to it? No. No. No, no, no. No one tells you. Uh, no one. And in the fall, it, uh, like kind of how you were saying, it's a shock to you right now. I'm uh, like, I feel like you're so lucky that you get to learn that now because I did a contract in the summer and then I came back, took like a six week break and I was like, okay, like let me start like teetling around the audition world and I was like getting emails every five seconds about different ones. Like you hear your friends like do stuff and I was just like holy crap this is way too much for me to handle (laughs) and it's a lot and it's also because I think that there's also the pressure for me because I'm like I don't want to disappoint my agent because Mm -hmm. I also like I've been with them since I guess March now I don't have gotten or like any callback and that is like Mm -hmm. scary to me because I'm just like oh my god am I doing it am I am I not good enough like so then that really is messing with me because I'm just like, how, how, like, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. And then there's, you know, people who don't even have agents and they're getting in-person callbacks all the time. And then I'm just like, well, what am I doing wrong? I don't know. Am I not good enough? Did, should they not have signed me? And it's a million different things that come into my mind. So it's really a lot of self-doubt that it, mm-hmm. I am battling as well right now. It's hard to not overthink it. And I'd say everyone's path, particularly in postgrad, is so different. Like, Again, one of our classmates is becoming a small EA right now. Like everyone's path of particularly even ignoring things outside of theater, just within theater, everyone's audition paths and whatnot have been so radically different. And mm-hmm. it is cartoonishly hard to not compare. It is. Because there's such an intense degree of like a sort of random factor. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And yeah, it's just, it's hard though. It's definitely hard. It is. It is. It like, um, we're when at your point last year, you know, personally for me, I had not gotten an agent from the series, you know, everything with the pandemic and stuff like that. I was just feeling very much like what the fuck is going to happen to me once I get out of here. Mm -hmm. And if you would have told me that like a year ago that I would be at this point where, you know, I'm sure like I'm I've t- I'm taking a break from theater, but like that we've created this podcast or starting to get into the content creation world. I would have like laughed in your face. I would have been like, that is totally not happening to me. <laughs> and I think that's a lot a lot of what our classmates are doing, too. Like you just said, like Matt is bec- wants to become a sommelier. And like so I think, you know, I understand it's so hard not to compare. And have you come up with any ways that you feel like you're helping yourself get through that? Any like coping skills? Well, hmm, I have to think about it. No, please Um, take your time. Well, I like to just submit my stuff and then go hang out with my friends. I would say that would be my coping. And, you know talking to my boyfriend like I'll just say like I'm so overwhelmed I feel like I don't get anything done I feel like my room is so messy like you're only seeing this one part of my room like the other part looks disgusting my desk right now disgusting you cannot everything and I you know there's um one of my vlogs from last week I think that I posted I actually watched that one yeah because I I thought it was so interesting yeah I was having an absolute breakdown because I'm like, I can't even get up in the morning and work out. I can't even, why I can't I do this? And he's like, 
Audrey, you're doing a million different things. Like you have all these brand deals that you have to do. You have, you have school that you have to do. You have now a whole other thing is auditioning. You have to do for Mm -hmm. things that are huge, like stuff that's on HBO max. Like, did I ever think that I was going to get auditions for that stuff? No, no. No, I had no idea that I would ever be able to, like, submit to those casting directors. Like, I had no idea. So that's just crazy, and I think that a lot of that is just, like, down on my head. So I just like to talk to my friends about it and, you know, kind of just throw it out when I'm done with it and not not try to not worry about it because, obviously, you just never know what goes into any of it. So, yeah. You're also, like kind of working several full like being a student is a full-time job you're doing a lot of content creator stuff that is a full-time job auditioning is a full-time job yeah it's it's natural and like you like feel weird that your room is messy I can barely walk through my room right now I mean admittedly my room is barely bigger than my bed but I cannot walk through it like yeah the comparison I would say like it gets like very much Elon is a bubble which is wonderful in a lot of ways but also hard in a lot of ways it gets a little easier you have more space to breathe Mm -hmm. and there's a lot you discover about yourself like post-grad and there's a little more air yeah no I'm definitely excited for that yeah that is for sure I know I feel like I'm the same way I my room has been a mess for the last three days I literally came to Audrey's place today and I was like I literally just can't wait for tomorrow because it's the first time I'm not doing anything and I can like try my best to sort of clean my space well it's so interesting like I just you know, I remember when you started like doing your content creation and stuff like that. And, you know, and I had been watching people on YouTube for years. I didn't really, I didn't get a TikTok till this fall. So I wasn't really aware of what, what that world was like. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the outside, it looked so much easier. And then I started trying to do it for myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fucking work. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so much work. There's so much like videoing yourself. And like, and because you're on the phone, you can constantly be doing something. So yes. I, yes, I really do commend you for, you know, having, juggling all these balls because it's Thank hard. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's funny. Actually, a girl in my class, I'm taking an engineering class. <laughs> it's my lab engineering science, class. though. So oh my the gosh. reason why I kept my lab science for my least busy semester, so that was second semester right. senior year for me, and it ended up being the easiest lab of all time, graded on participation. You just have to go to class. That's iconic. I, I love do. that for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. People wow. look like I'm crazy that I did an engineering class. I'm like, mm-mm-mm. No, Uh -uh. it's actually the easiest lab science of all time. There's And the labs are just a worksheet that you do in class. There's no other lab that you have to do. It just meets during class, and we get out early every single time. We love that. That's iconic. So I'm in my engineering class yesterday. Yes. Women in STEM. We have our table. Like, we all sat there the first day, and now we just have sat there ever since. And it's just some girls that are freshmen and sophomores. And then there's just me. And the one said to me, she was like, oh, God, what did she say to me? We were talking about the Met Gala. And I was like, you know, hopefully one day, I mean, hopefully one day I I can go and I'll be on theme. I promise, guys. And she was like, no, you will. Like, you're going to go. I was like, oh. (laughs) She's like, but no, with like with all of your content creation, but also you do like your acting and everything like you never know. You totally could. And like, you know, what? I really it makes me really upset when people shit on girls who 
do social media because nobody realizes how hard it actually is. And like, she was like, I commend you for you just like, you need to back and realize what you did. Like, that's a big deal. I was like, thanks. Like, I wow, just, I love this girl. Really, oh, she's a queen. She's literally <laughs> queen. Meets a quizlet for every test. She's the best. Oh, we, we love, love that girl. Yes, yes, she is literally the best. But, <laughs> yes, but so I was just like, oh my god, like thanks, like because at the end of the day, nobody really realizes how much work is, and they think, oh, you're just a pretty girl who it's it's easy. You just you're just a pretty girl, so you it was easy for you to just get followers and I'm like "Mm, (laughs) no like literally no because you can like that only gets you so far like that literally only gets you so far like you can you can be a pretty girl and like not do anything and that you're not gonna get followers from that like the thing is is that like you have to be like creative and have something to offer and that's what I always say when people are like I really like want to be an influencer. I really want to do this. I really don't want to do that. I'm like, okay, so like, what are you going to do? Like, what do you have to offer? What are you giving to the world that they're going to want to follow you? And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, you have to give something back. And yeah, some people just don't really realize that. But yeah, it is a lot of work. It's a lot more work than people think it is. And one of the jokes that a lot of content creators make that they're like, I quit my nine to five to work 24 seven. And I'm like, yep. Yes, yeah. I've heard that one. Yes. Literally me last night posting a TikTok for us at like 10.30 p.m. I said I would mm-hmm. stop doing that. No boundaries, my obviously. Nine to, five to work 24-7. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, yeah. Well, it's so interesting because I was doing a deep dive of your TikTok last night. I was like, I went all the way back. And, you know... I like and this because I didn't know you like a ton ton at school I never knew how funny you were (laughs) like just like in general like you're I loved your quarantine chronicles like can you tell us like you are so great with the skits and like your Victoria's Secret one like how do you come up with that stuff like what is your process like (laughs) so I have a running notes file on my phone that so there was at that time I had one that you could scroll for hours just of my brain I'll just do brain dumps but I would I'm just a very observant person so if somebody does something just a little bit that I'm like that could be really funny I write it down and so one of the things that during quarantine I was like well, this is just really fun. I noticed, so it was my friend on TikTok. His name's Nolan. He would make, he did, I think it was the Frat House Chronicles or something. I don't know, but it was something funny like that. And I was like, hmm, I feel like I could do like quarantine chronicles because I don't know. And that was just like, that idea came into my mind and I was like, well, what would I do? So then I'm observing on social media what everybody's moms were doing during quarantine being like let's go on a walk family time let's play games let's do this let's do that so then I made that into just make like satire and made a series about it and just ran with it and then would think of just random things and they would be funny so then um (laughs) and then with the employee POVs and all of that stuff. Yeah. That is simply me observing employees in stores and writing down what they say and then taking it to the 10th degree and making it very over the top. But yeah, that's basically all it is. I just observe 
And I think that there's just so much stuff that is so funny in everyday life that, you know, you don't think about it when you're watching it, but then you, like, watch back in a video of somebody making fun of it, and you're like, oh my god, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just a lot of that in everyday life. So I try to find that. That is awesome. Um, And do you think that like you want to go into comedy? Like I know you've said before that you want to like Netflix and stuff like that, like specifically in the comedy realm. One day I would love to be (laughs) on SNL. That is like... If no we, way. Yeah. If we were to, I would have me, never if picked you were that. to say, Audrey, what's your like dream, 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 like in your wildest dreams, SNL yeah. would be my wildest dreams. But I do feel like for SNL, you have to kind of do stand up, but I've never done stand up. So that's one thing that I'm like, I don't even know if I could reach that because. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do stand up. I don't know. Um, It's really common in the city. I have like a friend that I went to high school with and she is like, you know, I think like 18,000 followers on TikTok, but she started doing stand up and like doing her shows. And I, and I know that like once you get yourself into it, like different comedy houses will start like signing you up. So again, another thing you could explore. Yeah. When I get to the city, I'm going to be, I'm going to take like improv classes and stuff because because SNL is a lot of improv and a lot of my TikToks even though I write down what the employees say half of it is improv so like a lot of the Victoria's Secret ones are straight up just me pressing record and then whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth and that's what I posted so there are people on SNL who started in like skit comedy like Keenan um he grew up doing all skit stuff and yeah i don't think he really did a ton of stand-up before he did it's like it's definitely there's a lot of stand-up people on snl but it's not all yeah definitely and that's the well i know when i was interviewing like with my agent and we were talking about it because she was just basically asking me like what i want to do what's like my big dream and i was like i mean well i'd love to be on snl one day i make skits in my room and she was like or well, well, what I said was I make like employee like POVs. I just kind of make fun of people, whatever. Not make fun of people, but poke yeah. fun. I would say. And she was like, "Well, have you ever made skits?" I was like, "Well, yeah, actually. I mean, I do that. That's kind of what I do in my room." She's like, <laughs> "That's basically all an SNL audition is. Is like basically they'll give you a character and you just have to make it up and make it funny." And I was like, "Well, that's what I do every day. So hopefully one day I'll get <laughs> that's an audition." Awesome. And, um, so yeah, or you do like celebrity impersonations and, um, she was like, but that's basically all it is, is that. So I think you'd be okay. I'm like, okay. So, you know, one day, I mean, that would be amazing. So in the back to your question of if I would like to get into comedy, Yes, in that sense, 100%. And I mean, I think that I, in theater, I definitely excel in comedy. Same with Mm -hmm. TV and film. I totally excel in comedy. So I would love to definitely like do all of that. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And wait, going to SNL, what did you think of Kim Kardashian on SNL? Did you watch? Yeah, I think that a lot of those skits were just really clever. I And she actually yeah. did a really good job. Like they, I thought so too. Yeah, she did a really good job. I'm like, how are you not laughing right now? Like, they must have, <laughs> but some, but also that I'm like, they must have sent her to like an acting teacher before going on SNL. I swear huh, to God. I wonder. I No, I swear to God, they must have because she was re- like really good, like had some comedic beats. I was like, Kim, what are you doing? Like, go off, queen. But she was good. I thought it was great, yeah. actually. I thought it was good, too. Yeah. I was curious. Yeah. I had, yeah, I had no idea you were 
um, dreaming of SNL. That's oh, so cool. I literally, uh, when I when I clean my room, I just put on SNL skits. <laughs> That's become my big background noise since I moved here to the point in which I now have multiple skits like memorized and I <laughs> like it's bad. I'll no. know all the words. Yes. <laughs> literally no and one of my favorite things is to like ask my friends have you ever seen a skit no okay and I turn it on <laughs> and that's like what when my oh my god love it and I also like I love going to see stand-up comedy so ah. when I was in the city um in November it was my gift to my boyfriend for our one year um I like got us a weekend in the city so we went to see Hamilton Aww. We went to a comedy show. We went in. We went in a helicopter. I went all oh, out. Per. <laughs> and Damn. so um, we went to Comedy Cellar, and it was amazing. Have you been? No, but we I. Have to go. Okay, I watch yes. Daniel Carolyn's videos, and she always is talking about Comedy Cellar, and yeah, I'm like, so, I feel like I need to go. Yeah, Danielle's one of my good friends, and she was when she posted, she went. I was like, Oh my god, Danielle, I'm literally going. Like tomorrow, is it good? And she's like no 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 you don't understand like it is the best and I was like okay so then we went and it was so it's so fun you can get Uh dinner you get drinks and then these comedians are people that are on SNL on Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy Fallon all that stuff so that's fierce yeah you'll have to go I know that's something I've never done in the city before because when I was younger and I was here like you know like I'd be walking to dance class and random people would be like come see this comedy show and I'd be like ah but I yes it sounds so interesting you gotta go to you know there's there's a few it's like comedy seller and like New York comedy club those are like really good ones but it's great if you just go even like before you're going out on a Friday Friday night oh my yeah. god so fun it is so fun yeah yeah I mean who doesn't love to laugh that's such a good idea I'm gonna exactly. take that into now it's we should so go. fun yeah adding adding to our list of things to do <laughs> <laughs> so you are definitely graduating and I don't know why I said definitely lol <laughs> you're graduating in a couple weeks yeah. so what are okay tell us what you're most looking forward to with post-grad and what is scaring you the most about post-grad I'm most looking forward to not having as many obligations yes time-wise so like you guys said you have like more area to breathe so i'm yes. looking forward to that um because i think that you know the content side of things gets put on the back burner when i have so many other things going on so when i only have content and auditions to worry about that is going to be the greatest thing in the world. And I mean, I'm just, I got really, really, really lucky that for me, content creation is, I will not have to have a side job when I move to the city. That's going to be my job. It is my full-time job, but it's going to continue to be my full-time job Mm -hmm. and support me through my acting career. Thank God. So I really got so lucky for that. Um, So I'm really looking forward to just continuing it and growing that. Um, and being able to do it a little bit more because I won't have as much going on. Um, right. And then scared, I would say finances really is what's scaring me. Like rent, living in a small apartment in New York and not having enough room <laughs> for anything. <laughs> That's basically what those are my my fears are. Yeah, that. Um yeah, finances are tough. Finances. <laughs> I don't. I feel like that's a weird answer, but um. no, I feel that too. I feel that yeah. too, especially because I don't know a lot about finances, which is probably not a great thing. Um, <laughs> See, but I feel like I, feel I know like... too much because I. So oh, I 
well, I don't know too much, but I watch finance YouTube videos in my free time as well. How interesting. <laughs> you are so interesting. <laughs> That's okay, what so- got you into the finance videos? Yes, what- I have to know yes. what red led to um, this. I think one day an investment TikTok probably popped up on my For You page. Oh. And I think I learned about compound interest in that TikTok. <laughs> And I, I realized that in mind or finance <laughs> and I realized that I if I was making money, you know, being young and living in a college town and, you know, not having to pay my rent right now, my parents pay for that. So I was like, why don't I use what what else am I using this money for, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, might as well learn how to invest. So I started watching investment YouTube videos and learned how to invest. So I invest. That I is so iconic. Crypto and and ETFs and stuff. Do you have a specific crypto that you like? I don't know jack shit uh, about crypto, but Ethereum. I would okay. say Ethereum. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, but our new music director, Chris Reyes, I don't know if, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he, he joined this year, so you didn't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't. He's yeah. the best. He was, like, the music director on the national tour of Hamilton. Like, king. Oh, cool. We so. love him. He's literally the best. And he said to me in senior sem, like, we were at one of the receptions for the casting directors, and he was talking about investing, and I said, oh, like, we're, we're, I asked him a question. I said, oh, are you talking about your portfolio? He goes, what do you, what? I go, yeah. He's like, Audrey, you continually amaze me. It's like you, you look at you from face value and think you're just a pretty funny, like nice blonde. And then you just peel back these layers and you just have so much more to you. I'm like, thanks, Chris. But yeah, I do in fact watch investment YouTube videos in my free time. So I know a lot about that stuff. So I think that because of that, I also have kind of more of a fear because I'm like, mm. oh my God, like I can't, like not, I can't, my, I, also, I just have this impending fear of not paying off my credit card bill in mm. time. Yeah. So is <laughs> there a, <laughs> is there a specific YouTube channel or podcast or something in finance that you could recommend to people? Yeah. Graham Stephan and God, Humphrey Talks on TikTok. He also okay. has a um, YouTube channel, but cool. yes, they're great. And yeah, yeah, because postgrad is such a, a big time for like financial independence. And I know that's something that I, I've been struggling with, like understanding and like how to figure it out. And like you said, like, you know, as actors, you have to have a, a side job or a side hustle or something that you're doing to help pay all the bills. And so yeah. I think that's so cool that you're no, interested that's, in it's super helpful. And I think that there's so many. Well, I think that people think that financial literacy is really hard and something that's Mm -hmm. really complicated, but it's so not. And I think that because of social media and YouTube and there's, we have access to all of the information that, you know, normally when, I don't know, back in like 2005, it's like, you need to go buy a book on it and read up on it. But now it's so easy. It's like, if you're wondering, well, what's the best credit card for me to get if I want to get money back? You just look up YouTube for that and somebody will explain it to you give you multiple options and you can figure out what's best for you i'm not gonna lie i partially picked the credit card that i currently have (laughs) what did you say i did okay the credit card that i currently have i picked it i did go and look at like a bunch of lists of things recommended but i was in between it and a couple and part of the reason i picked it was it was the prettiest (laughs) (laughs) what is it 
it's pedal by visa it's like meant to like build oh. your credit score it's meant to be like a beginner card yeah well that's no but that's like a good but that's a good one that's a good one I was, but I was I, in between I was that and like me one that was bad. No, no, I was I like Wait, I did my research ones? on I like know. I, I did know. my research on the beginning have, credit cards. You'd have to like tell me what it was, but I uh, but oh, no, I'm I know so I've heard that that's a good one. I was in and between that one and another one, and I was like, it's pretty. I'm it's gonna cute. go with this one over the other one. Yeah, exactly. It's called Petal. That's adorable. Petal. Yeah, so cute. Love. <laughs> is it pink? It's green. Oh, okay, that's cute. Love. I like that. Green is in. I like green. Green's having a moment. Sorry, I feel like I fully like strayed away from your question. <laughs> no, no, that I mean, that's I think like, you know, there's a lot of things that you can be scared about post grad. And I agree that finance is one of them. And I think it's again, like a uh, kind of what the music director at Elon said, you know, I only know you from like, very surface level things that we've encountered at Elon. And so getting to hear these things, I'm like, that is so interesting and honestly a little inspiring because I think for me personally, finances scare me in a way that I like avoid it. I'm a very avoidant type, Mm -hmm. but you're right. Like there's, I scroll TikTok for hours or, you know, YouTube, like there are easy accessible ways and accessible ways that anybody who's listening to this can be like, oh, like I can do that too. I can just go on YouTube. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask like a really annoying question that we hate getting all the time, but I'm going (laughs) to ask it anyway. Okay. So now that you're graduating, where do you see yourself going? I, I mean, you have two different routes as far as acting in content creation. So maybe if you want to talk about both of those a little like what do you see yourself growing into content wise and then growing into acting wise yeah um hmm. content I would say just kind of going with the same thing I've been going with so yeah gets POVs and because that definitely taps into like my actor side as well as my creative writing side and I think that that also is beneficial for getting an acting job because Mm -hmm. if somebody you know if if I were to get an audition for SNL and they were like well give us a skit and I could you know it's like send a TikTok I mean obviously I have no idea if that would ever work but it's helpful and you know it's also a way to get discovered because I know you know one of my friends Jack Martin he he's at real Jack Martin on TikTok I think I think he's Mm -hmm. still that I don't know but his manager discovered him through TikTok through his skits so he did like POVs and skits and then he got his manager in LA and he moved out to LA started auditioning and booked a pilot that's now in its second season on NBC oh yeah yeah. that's awesome and he's one of the leads so it's like that's just crazy but yeah so I'll definitely like keep going with that I think that my Instagram will definitely be a lot more fashion content because I love that and you know I want to continue with that and especially it'll be a lot nicer having aesthetic New York backgrounds instead of Bumblefuck North Carolina backgrounds. Other than that. Um, But then acting-wise, I definitely, I'm really trying everything. I I mean, my dream role is Glinda and Wicked. All I want to do, like literally all I want to do is just play Glinda and Wicked. Give me the standby, the understudy, anything, I will take it. So that's, you know, huge goal. So, you know, when they're looking, I hope they give me a call. Then I guess after that, I would love to do, yeah, like a Netflix series or TV 
film. I mean, mm-hmm. streaming services are huge now. So right. anything on a streaming service would be super cool. Could you see yourself like going out to L.A., like living in L.A. if something took you if out there? If something took me out there, 100 percent. I mean, I don't see why not, mm-hmm. honestly, because, yeah, well, with the social media, it gives me the flexibility to just kind of get up and go. Right. Except for if I sign a lease. So, you know, we'll see. But if something <laughs> brought me out there, I I would never be opposed to that. I would be like 100 percent. Get me out there. Put me on that TV show. I'm ready. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, any of that. Awesome. And then hopefully one day, SNL. But, you know, I always I yeah. looked up. I was like, youngest person on SNL right now. And she's like 29. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to oh. wait my turn. <laughs> You've got time. I've yeah. Got time. That's another thing mm-hmm. that people don't talk about with post-grad is like, you have time. Yeah. Like, I know there is such a rush to, and I I feel it in myself a lot. To, Particularly in theater. Because yes. we're sort of told we have an expiration date. Right. Yeah. To make money, to do this, to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after graduating, you kind of have your whole life to live. And, yeah. you know, what's, oh, yeah, the, totally what's the rush? Just, like, the start. I think that, you know, part of me looks at it like, oh, like, it's all ending. But, like, no, it's really just starting. So. Totally. Yeah. Really. it really is but with it being ending like what do you think you may miss the most about college um being with all my friends in such like a close proximity Mm. I think is what I'm gonna miss the most um because I'm the kind of I'm so I'm so 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 bad at like going to see people if they're not like super close but yeah that's that I'm going to miss a lot I know that. Yeah, that's so true. Friendship. Yeah, friendships. That's been a huge thing that I you saying that has made me realize how much friendships change when you are, quote unquote, adulting. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yeah, quote unquote, I'm quote unquote adulting. I'm not a full adult yet. I'm a little bit of a mess. You know, my nephew, anytime I call myself an adult, my nephew, who is nine years old, corrects me and he goes, actually, no, you're a baby fake very seriously and i'm like thank you for reminding me luca you are a literal child but okay luca's right i am totally a fake adult i'm just sort of like pretending yeah he says till i get married or have a job or have a dog get married or have kids i'm not a real adult okay. so there you go it's gonna take me a while yeah <laughs> understandable so yeah so our last and final question for you Something we've been asking our guests now every time they come on is what is something you are clueless about right now? Lately in general, it doesn't have to be something super deep. It could be little, small, whatever you want oh it to be. Oh my God, what am I clueless about? Like so much. Uh, <laughs> how to take the subway. <laughs> but now I'm scared to take the subway. I don't know. Ah! I know. I'm I'm scared of the subway right now too. It's a rough time on the subway. It I is. would say as far as figuring it out, Google Maps does all the work for you nowadays. Yes. It literally does. Okay. I, I've been coming here since I was 13 years old and I still use Google Maps to figure out the okay. subway. You know, I mean, that's also and like where to live in the city. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. It's yeah. so much that I'm that is about. It's such a big question yeah. that it's I know moving to New York is like a whole other feat. But yeah, the the question of like, which part of town do you want to live in? And then where are my friends living? And then it's like, if this if you can't take the subway, if it's unsafe, then you have to pay for an Uber. And then the, and then that's hard. to. And then mm-hmm. it's expensive. I know. Oh, so much. So much. Everything is expensive. Yes. Uh, oh, my Everything. gosh. So we went out last Saturday and I was like, why mm. did I spend this money, much money on drinks? Like, this is not mm-hmm. cool. Horrible. It's 
What a big move. That's so exciting, know, though. It is really York. exciting. But yeah. I know. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and Thanks talking with us today. Guys. Yeah. Can't wait to have you in the city. I'm so excited. Crazy, but exciting things to come. Totally. Yes. Soak it all up the last couple of weeks. I will. Uh, I will. Enjoy. I it. will. Oh, thank you so much, Thanks Audrey. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, everyone. That was our interview with Audrey Trollinger. She surprised me so much and I know we went to school with her and whatever but like with the pandemic we just did not get the time with certain like underclassmen as we would have gotten and so getting to know her was just so fun she's so fun she is the SNL the finance I was like girl you're giving it all I know I'm like I need to figure out my fucking finances I know when she was like yeah it's just like as easy as like looking something up I was like you know Audrey I need to take a word from you because I just avoid everything. (laughs) You know, me too, me too, me too. But thank you for joining us, everyone. Yes, thank you so, so much for listening. And do not forget to give us a rating and review. We would really, really appreciate it. It really helps the podcast. It makes us smile so much. It does make us smile. And as we continue to grow, it helps us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at completely fucking clueless. And on TikTok, we are completely F C K I N G clueless. Yes. We just started a brand new series over there where we are talking about our tips tricks and troubles of post-grad life for the whole month of May we are getting into the nitty-gritty of our post-grad lives because so many people are graduating college this month what a crazy fucking time dude it is a time and we will officially be a full year out don't remind me I know that episode I believe is going to be coming up very very soon yeah in the next couple of weeks yes we will be getting into our one-year post-grad so crazy i know all right y'all thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening to completely fucking clueless and don't forget to be clueless bye bye you guys <laughs> bye, bye.